0: Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this chance uh, to gather in your name. We give you thanks uh, for this chance to be in your presence. We give you thanks for this chance to study your word. God, us, God, guide us as we uh, go into this podcast that it may, may, may be about uh, what you have for us in your word this evening. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends, and welcome to another edition of Scripture Talk. Uh, we had uh, some... Uh, fascinating technical challenges. Um, it turns out there is not an amount of money you can pay uh, Zito uh, to make them do what you want them to. There is just, we, we, uh, we upgraded to their uh, gigabit uh, service and uh, today uh, we had no internet at the church and as soon as I sat down to start getting this show going, um, our connection here tanked uh, as well. So, Uh, Yeah, Um, great, fantastic. Anyways, um, (laughs) I am uh, Pastor Trey Comstock with me as ever is. Go Brandy. Sister Brandy Dudley, good evening, everybody.
1: Go Scott. Pastor Scott Ketchat, good evening. Uh,
0: And this is Scripture Talk, our weekly opportunity uh, to sit down and talk about uh, the Scripture for the week. And this week, it is uh, Genesis uh, chapter 9, excuse me, chapter 6, uh, verses 9 uh, through 22. It is uh, the, the kind of intro to the flood story. Um, it is the intro uh, to the story of Noah. These are the descendants of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God, and Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Um, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. God saw that the earth was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted its ways. Upon, had, excuse me, had corrupted its ways upon the earth. And God said to Noah, "I have determined to make an end of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. Now I am going to destroy them along with the earth. Make yourself an ark of cypress wood." Make rooms in the ark and cover it, inside and out, with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark, uh, three hundred cubits. Its width, fifty cubits. Its height, thirty cubits. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a, a cubit above. And put the door on door in the side of the ark. Make it with make it lower. Um, and second and third decks for my part. I am going to bring a a, fl- a flood of waters on the earth to destroy uh, from under heaven all flesh in which is in which is the breath of life. everything that is on the earth shall die, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark you and your sons your your sons your wife, and your sons' wives with you and of every living thing, of all flesh, you shall bring two of every kind into the ark, to keep them alive with you. They shall be male, they shall be male and female, of the birds, according to their kinds, and of the animals, according to their kinds, of every keeping, creeping thing on the ground, according to its, its kinds its kind, two of every kind shall come in to you, to keep them alive. Also, take with you every kind of food that is eaten and store it up, and it shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did it all as God commanded him. So uh, I, this is this is the int- so basically the rest of Noah's story, um, uh, or at least part the ark part of the story. <laughs> um, it gets weird after the ark part of the story, but uh, the rest of the story is Noah does that. He builds the ark. The flood comes, as promised, and eventually the waters go away, the ark lands, they unload, and God promises uh, never to do that again. Uh, But you get the sense that Noah and his family are spared uh, because they themselves are obedient. Or uh, Noah himself is obedient. That's why they're spared, um, and that is also why uh, they become kind of uh, part of establishing this covenant. Is that it goes back to their obedience. They are obedient before. Then Noah and his family go and do exactly as God instructs. You know, thirty cubits and hundred cubits and two cubits or whatever um, does all the cubits, and uh, the the fundamental you know, representation here is um, humanity is saved because of Noah um, and Noah's obedience.
1: Right. I it, It's such a great story and, and I've always found it amusing and, and I've heard comedians joke about the fact of it being such an appeal for kids' stories. I guess it's because it involves the animals It can have these cutesy pictures. But if you really think about what's going on and why right. it's literally because the earth was so corrupt and filled with violence that there was a reset that needed to happen to an extent and um yeah and so that, that's what happened now you have noah who was obedient and everything and it's crazy when you think about you know furthering after this yes he went and did it but it took him a hundred years or so to build this boat That's a lot of time putting in a diligent obedience. There were very specifics to how it was supposed to be built and all of that with the ridicule and everything that was going on. And it's really, it's always been interesting because when you look at things that it talks about in Revelation toward the end times and some of the things Jesus said, it was, it points back to this time about things being very similar. And so there's, there's so many aspects to get out of this that's applicable to where we are.
0: Well, you think about it, it, the boat would have had to have been pretty darn big. Yeah. Right? And and a pretty darn complex piece of engineering. And even in our modern era, right, really big ships take years to build, right? You know, it takes, you know, some of the most complex ships floating are, you know, aircraft carriers, right? Aircraft carriers take years in the 21st century uh, to build an outfit and equip. One can only imagine trying to build um, something truly giant um, out of Cedar as a very small team, even if you assume Noah had the help of his children um, and his household, like this is essentially, Noah has to untake the biggest engineering project yet accomplished by humanity. Uh, it's gonna take you a minute
2: And if you look at the measurements, I have another uh, version of that verse that God is telling him how to make it. And it says that it's 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. That makes it high. Yeah, it's high.
0: Yeah so a qubit is 1.5 feet is 18 inches right so 1.5 feet so if you want to convert a cubit to feet multiply by 1.5 yeah and that's where you get yeah uh huh uh huh so eight, that
2: makes the titanic look like a tugboat compared to that
0: yeah so okay we can since since am googling things um by yeah. 10 and, and it's
1: roughly the shape of a shoebox so you know it's more like the Tug than the Titanic, but probably okay. about the same size. Because you'd think Let's what, see. even uh, in modern building, it wouldn't have been around uh, probably till the 1800s that they would have had anything come
0: larger than that, if it's not about later. Half, it's about half the size. That's The Titanic is 882 feet long Okay. Um, and 92... Uh-huh um and 175 feet high um at the top of the funnels so it is it is shorter and not as long but still like we're talking big right this is not a again this is essentially the world's greatest engineering project up until that moment doing this all with hand tools um, as a small group you understand why it takes like 100 years like it, yeah it's gonna take you a minute yeah.
1: so uh, uh looking at different things it talks about the arc as we're sitting here looking uh, an interesting thing here it says if you're considering the average size of a land animal is about the size of a sheep give or take yeah you know yeah. Uh, there's are some that are larger but it, depending on especially if you're getting them as juvenile the Ark could carry 136,560 sheep in just half of its capacity.
0: Okay, well, that probably makes sense, right? Because you need, like, space to walk and space Mm -hmm. for structural supports. Mm -hmm. You can't just fill the full volume of it with sheep, like a sheep ball pit or whatever, (laughs) right? Like, it's just, you know. Um, and, And there needed to be storage for food, as well, like the food is mentioned in this, so yeah, that probably makes sense. That, like, you know, some things are big, like elephants or camels, and some things are small, like mice and rats. Um, yeah. And some things should have gotten left behind, like houseflies and mosquitoes, uh, but no one asks huh. me. Um, they, they and probably was-
1: did because the flies could have existed on carrion floating in the water. Yeah,
0: stickers. you don't. Also, the flies just come with you. You don't actually need to bring the flies. They, <laughs> they find a way. Flies yeah, find they a way.
2: They to come in there. Yeah,
0: right. But yeah, I mean, given you can't just fill it up with sheep. Like you cannot just stack sheep on sheep on sheep. Like that's just a great way to have like a lot of really dead sheep. Um, yeah, fifty <laughs> percent of its capacity of actual animal storage is probably a pretty good metric. Um, for what they would have been able to accomplish again you need stalls and all the internal structure needs to stand up and the poop's gotta go somewhere because you know it's gonna be they're gonna be on that thing a while so like yeah. you gotta deal with the sanitation problem and corridors and so okay yeah that's sounds sure it's a you know a lot to do and again I think some of the some of the scale of it is about you know um making sure that it is clear that this could fit a lot of animals yeah it's just to show like the scale of the engineering also shows noah's obedience right uh-huh. so not only does you know the like noah responding to god's instruction and like you know the outcome shows obedience like the lengths he had to go to to bring this about um is what it shows the obedience like this is he has to do a lot to do this um but still he does all that god commands him
2: because i think if we don't really think about the full essence of the story we got to remember that noah had to find the wood chop it up shape it up measure it out and build this thing you know in my mind he's already got it done in five days but it's like you said it takes him forever to build it and he's not near any water or lake or anything he's built it's right in the middle of the field whatnot people are making fun of him and whatnot but he keeps on going until it's done and then when the rain comes down
0: he's already ready to go
2: so all
0: oh, right yeah th- but by, by then it may by that by then it makes sense yeah uh, <laughs> well yeah. was
1: just that you, you you it talks about the uh, pitch covering it inside and outside with pitch
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: so that the, he had to waterproof it Right, and, well, it's got to um, float,
0: right? And like yeah. you, 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 cannot make a four hundred foot long solid piece of cedar. There's going to be gaps, and you got to fill those gaps. Um, and so yeah, you got to you've got to pitch it. And you're also thinking about this is we we don't know exactly where Noah is, but if this is the Middle East, yo, there are not a lot of big trees in the Middle yeah. East, right? Like the cedars of Lebanon are famous because Lebanon was known for trees, still is. But like, this is asking for a lot of really big trees that are hard to come by. Now, at least he doesn't need like masts, like European sailing ships of thousands of years later. And so you don't, not so worried about like the one single tall tree um, that was like one of the reasons why Europeans colonized the United States or colonized the Americas is they're like, oh, they still have big trees left. We need those.
1: <laughs> so, like, yeah,
2: so
1: I would just gonna little say, little yeah, it's essentially extent. a big box. Sorry. It's just a big yeah. box that's going to float and doesn't have to uh, have any kind of steering mechanisms or any of those aspects, as far as we know from what we read, it didn't have any of that. It just kind of at God's grace and mercy among the waters.
0: Well, right, because, like, where are you going to go if all <laughs> of creation is covered in water? What's the difference between one patch of water and another patch of water? Also, steering mechanisms for a thing that size had definitely not been invented yet. Uh, There was just not, nope. Um, Yeah, it, it took the Romans... Had some really big barges But I don't even think the Romans Had anything on this scale I don't think there are Roman boats What are 400 foot long Yeah we're talking like 18th 19th century AD by the time We figure out the next time We figure out how to make boats this big So like yeah They're just floating at the at the mercy of the waves Because where are you going to go?
1: Wait. Which, again, shows to the importance of Noah's uh, obedience to God in following the specifications, because, you know, at some point he could have been like, eh, maybe it doesn't have to be this right size, or maybe I should, don't have to do it this manner with certain aspects, and, uh, you know, it might not have functioned the way it should have if he had skimped on some steps
0: right uh, those proportions may be essential for buoyancy for all we know right Noah certainly didn't the concept of buoyancy didn't exist yet right like there's just we we don't even have like the real basics of greek science i mean people knew that thing that things float and some things don't you know you know monty python figured out like a duck like a duck (laughs) Uh, so if she weighs the same as a duck and she's made of wood, wood. and therefore, a witch. What do Who we are you burn so a-
1: versed well in the ways
0: of science? What do we burn apart from witches? More witches! <laughs> wood. Mm. Ugh so she yes because that's definitely how buoyancy works if she weighs so if it weighed the same as a duck therefore it was made of wood and therefore it would float and you were going to be fine and that's why it needed to be 300 cubits long so that it could be the same size as a duck this is definitely what that means Uh uh-huh totally yeah
1: you know what i've always uh interested and wondered about um would he have done better with having a lot more people to help him and all of that? And then you think of, when you look at the definition of how they measured a cubit from the, you know, the, the forearm area was a measure of a cubit. If he had too many different people helping him too many different sized peoples, were they all measuring cubits in a different way?
0: Well, right. Yeah. So that's a different <laughs> cubit. And that's why. So even today there is in in the Smithsonian, there is like, I think it's a yard. I I've, I've seen it and now I'm blanking on what it is. But it is the it is a yard. It is the standard measure by which all yards are measured because like getting measurements precisely right even in the modern day is difficult. In fact, one of the things that scientists try to do is establish like an objective way to establish a measurement um, other than just saying, hey, okay, what's a foot? So a foot is actually like um, this many atoms jammed together, or whatever. Um, because yeah, you, you don't want you don't want non-standard cubits because then you got to start all over again. And maybe that's why it took so long. We don't know, um, right? Because you know, look, it, it's it's a long. And then the other one is, you thought about like, how do you get the animals, right? Like yeah, how. How do you like some of the animals? Did he look for
1: them? Did they just show up? I mean, did he have a dog
2: whistle or something? He just tweeted and they came on or
0: what? Right. And like, what if some of those animals came early? Then you've got to like, oh, I guess wait here. But what if they're mice and they don't? Like, I, you know, there's some real logistics. The long and the short of this is what Noah was asked to do is rid ridiculous be uh-huh. difficult and yet he yeah. does it, right yeah. um you know the, the last in some ways the last line of this scripture tells the whole story of noah noah did this he did all that god commanded him right it yeah. is build the ridiculous insane boat um find all of the crazy animals uh put them all into the boat Make enough extra food um, in the ancient world to fill this boat, and all all the while it is not raining. Um, one of my favorite one of my favorite lines from a movie from the movie Spy Game, um, so Robert Redford, uh, Brad Pitt film about spies, and Robert Redford is training um, Brad Pitt to be a spy, and they're sitting in a uh, bar in Berlin, uh, and. Uh, teaching him lessons about being spies, and one of the lessons is he asks him the question: When did Noah build the ark? Before the storm. Uh-huh. Before the storm. Yeah. This is this yeah. is by the way our our family motto is: When did Noah build yes, the ark? It is before the storm. Before the storm, uh, because you know sometimes what's going to make a difference in your life, what's going to make a difference in the world is listening to God prior to the moment of crisis, not just listening to God at the moment of crisis. You cannot start building an ark that's going to take a hundred years when it starts raining, right? You need to have that thing done before it's raining. And so if you feel God moving in your life to do something, you may be preparing for a storm that you don't even see yet. Uh, uh, but that's just because it hasn't start, started raining yet. But when it started raining, uh, it's too late. Like trying to buy a webcam in 2020. If you need a webcam right now, good luck. You are not going to find one. You need to have that webcam before the storm.
1: Right. Before yeah. the storm. And, right. and and just the, the level of faith and obedience of even yeah. not understanding the purpose or all of that. Yeah, God kind of Told him, but yeah, and and we we think of it as like, oh, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to flood everything. Well, depending on your interpretation, you know, there's some aspects that looks like it may not have ever actually rained up into this point when you look at where the way it describes previous to these of how the water come up out of the ground and stuff like that. So, if that is how it happened, then it's like, because it's going to rain, what's that? Water's going to fall from the sky, yeah, sure it is, Noah, you know. Well, right. <laughs>
0: Well, and, and looking from what we can tell from history is this idea of a flood narrative is shared across a lot of cultures. It's very clear, like, some kind of flood thing yeah. happened, right? Whether it is um, something shifted and basically part of the Mediterranean, – what is now the Mediterranean became the Mediterranean that was not previously again. It, it's hard – it is hard to tell exactly what historically this is pointing to but enough cultures across kind of that same region of the world tell which was kind of the the base of civilization at the time talk about a flood enough for us to know that like hey something happened there was a big flood um and so this is looking at you know even if we can't Get to the exact historical nature of like what exactly happened. We can get to clearly what the author of Genesis wants us to learn about Noah, which is he was obedient, and long before the crisis was apparent. Right. This is one of those situations. It's not there. No, there. One of the saying saying is there's no atheists in foxholes. Right. So like when the storm, (laughs) when the trial, when the time of whatever is there. Um, beliefs easy Uh, Noah did the belief in the hard time uh, which is often like long before there's a point of crisis when everything seems good God spoke to Noah and said okay drop your entire life and work on this ridiculous and seemingly impossible project okay and he does and, and therefore his family is saved and therefore you know he is the one you know even before Abraham he's the one who establishes the covenant the first well, version of the covenant
2: well even scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice and when you do have that obedience to god your life can uh run a little bit better than what you're going through you can get through the tough times when you are obedient to god even when he tells you something to do that doesn't make any sense just like with right. noah and you yeah. do it anyway you always going to come out on top
0: sure Look, I. this is one of those biblical lessons I thoroughly understand, right? Often, God will call on us to do things that seem ridiculous. We don't really know why, uh, but we do them. And then, more often than not, they tend to work out, right? You know, we, we've told this story a bunch um, in this COVID time, but like we developed this entire elaborate digital infrastructure long before there was a COVID crisis. And- You know, one of the, you know, one of the versions of the sermon is, I simply entitle it, when did Noah Build the ark? And what has helped us to continue to thrive as a congregation is because we listened long ago when it was like, hey, now is the time to invest in digital infrastructure. Like a year ago, two years ago, we've been investing in it over the past two years. And then when it came time in March for us to switch, basically switch the whole operation in that direction, we were ready. We went for it it worked great um and we're still at it we're still doing it um we were not scrambling to buy a webcam when there were none um because guess what there are no more webcams they are all gone they got taken um, by the storm they're all gone have
1: heaven you know sitting here thinking this also paints a uh picture of how what god thinks is success is different than what we think of as success um and, and what i mean you know, in Second Peter, you know, Noah's called a preacher of righteousness. Yeah. And and, and what we see here, as far as we can see, out of a 120 year ministry, it doesn't seem that anyone other than his family got saved. True. Nobody joined them on the ark. So, True. you know, we, I know from a ministerial position, we think of success as being, seeing people converted because it's people responding to god's call and we understand it's god's work but but we like to see the uh, fruit of the labors at the time whereas noah other than just his family making out of it saw no fruit of anybody he was sharing with over that 120 years accepting the message but yet but he, he is listed he as demonstra- righteous he de- because,
0: because he of, demonstrates righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right right he while this I mean this is a show don't tell Right or maybe you did tell who knows right We don't we yeah. don't get the scene of like Noah street preacher like hey y'all want to get On this boat no nah, nah, We're fine <laughs> Sure, You really It's a nice boat I can fit 120,000 sheep in this Boat um, useful Statistic I, trust me it's A lot of sheep um, No So we don't know but like he He lived a he lived a righteous life. And because of the size and scale of what he was building, a, shall we say, visibly righteous life as well. Because, you know, you don't build a, you know, 450 foot boat and ha- not have people notice that you're building it and going, why are you building it? Right. So there's like a public, it is a public display of righteousness that is preaching righteousness. And in the end, what mattered more was that he stayed faithful. Um, to what God had for him, and it bore the fruit it needed to. Yeah, uh, Noah anyway. kind of
2: preached in a way uh, with his life how to be righteous. Yes. I think Saint Francis is attributed to saying, "Preach the gospel; if necessary, use words."
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, that is, you know, I suspect all those kind of sayings is whether that person actually said them or not. But yes, that is attributed to Saint Francis. Yeah, that the age old story the. Uh, a pilgrim has arrived, wants to learn from St. Francis. St. Francis is um, taking him around town. um, And St. Francis stops and helps a woman who is lost and stops and feeds a guy that's hungry and and stops and um, heals someone that's sick. And and at the end of the day, the pilgrim asks, hey, uh, when are are you going to teach me how to preach the gospel? St. Francis then says, we've been preaching the gospel all day. Uh, You know, just, you don't always use words, right? Uh-huh. And sometimes you know, I mean and and certainly a faithful act can sometimes speak way louder than words. Sometimes talk talk can be incredibly cheap, uh, but committing your life to building an insane boat and filling it full of all the animals, that speaks louder than any sermon.
1: And we don't hear of him complaining about it or rebelling. It just literally nope. says he, he went and did it. And so he he found a way to keep pressing in and doing what God had asked of him. And You know, that's all that's really asked of any Christian is to do what God asks.
0: So we got a comment in the chat. Do not bend when everyone else calls you crazy as long as you're doing what God said to do. Right. And I think that is, if we look at a through line – Throughout those who are celebrated as heroes of the faith like that's that is a part of it, right it is so Noah is one of those characters at least at this stage in his career um, looks pretty good um, some <laughs> weird stuff happens after they land um, look it up, kids um. <laughs> No, no.
1: Some, some of the kids need to wait and shy away from ham. Wait till you're a little older, yeah. or, or definitely get the parents you. to describe that. Uh, ham is story. a pro-
0: just what we learned from uh, Speed Day of the Old Testament Ugh. is that ham is a problem. Big problem. Ham is a big problem. But like at this stage of his career, Noah is an exemplar of the faith. The pre- you know, a, a preacher of righteousness, and it is that radical faithfulness. That even in the face of ridicule, even in the face of torture, even in the face of whatever, the key is to stay faithful, to stay, you know, as I always put it, to stay in the conversation, um, to not step aside, to not bend. And that's what gets celebrated. It isn't always those who are wildly successful, um, it is sometimes those who fail what by, the earth, by earthly standards, fail nobly, right? Um, you think of Stephen in the book of Acts. He gets yeah. one sermon off and it's a sermon that makes people so angry, he gets killed immediately right but he is faithful right he answered god's call in that moment and it cost him his life um and and thankfully there there's a life beyond this one uh for that reward but it is about that radical faithfulness uh not necessarily about bearing fruit that look by by earth by earthly standards but by god's standards alone because yeah everyone else drowns it's a great kid's story (laughs) Right. <laughs> our uh, all of our nursery stu- to be fair all of our nursery stuff is noah's ark themed because the animals are great um yeah. and it's a bible story um and yeah. it's got boats and cute monkeys and once they're on the boat it's adorable and just there's a lot of poop uh which is a lot like <laughs> a nursery in a lot of ways uh, <laughs> but like um uh, prior to that it's a lot of dead people floating in water and we live out that part uh to be There's just a lot of dead people. Yep.
1: And there's a good analogy even in that. Sometimes in just obeying what God asks you, even when you're being uh, saved in the midst of the uh, storm, you're dealing with a lot of poop.
0: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of poop. poop. You know, it's not an easy road that Noah went down, but Noah did, right? Uh, And that's that's the fundamental thing is, is... is noah's faithfulness that is is probably as good a place as any um to end it here um, i am exceedingly glad that despite zito being zito uh the network stayed up Um, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah they're a terrible company i feel comfortable saying they are a terrible company but we don't have any other options. So uh, if you have feedback for this show or Zito, uh, you can uh, leave a comment on our Facebook page, um, on our Facebook post, on our YouTube page, our YouTube channel. You can go to our website, uh, palestinegrace.com slash video. Uh, You can send us an email, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. Um, If you are looking for an audio version of this show, just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. And we will be back with you next week, hopefully on time again uh, with another fun-filled episode. So go in peace, love, and serve the Lord. Uh, Fear not. Stay well. God is with us. And I don't have any sound effects, so we're just going to end it now.